0: Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power podcast where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered and my magical guest for today is Ana Maria Vasquez. Ana Maria is a multi-sensory animal and nature intuitive and a shamanic practitioner. As a natural energy reader, she lifts the veil between what's occurring in the physical world and the energetic patterns behind it. Through teaching, speaking, and remote sessions, Ana Maria helps others understand the spiritual messages coming from nature. Wow, this is so beautiful. Welcome, Ana Maria.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me, and more importantly, for having the space to have these soulful conversations. It's so important for us.
0: Thank you, Ana Maria. and I cannot wait to dive into our discussion because I know it's going to be yummy and juicy and delicious in so many ways. Now, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I love to start by asking my guests, what does Sacred Feminine Power mean to you personally?
1: Oh, my goodness. To me, that term, it's just it's so complex. It's so multifaceted and yet there's simplicity in it too and for me right I'm I'm that nature gal and so when I look at the splendor of the natural realm I'm reminded of that sacred feminine power and I'm reminded that it's not in the doing but it's in the being and the calling in and when I get caught up in the forgetfulness, and I'm, you know, pushing and doing and striving that moment where nature that where the divine feminine speaks to me through nature and reminds me to slow down and breathe and watch the divine unfoldment. It's not about the making it happen. It's about the beingness and attracting whatever it is in and remembering right it's so easy to forget in in our modern day society and 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 in the middle of of all the nonsense of the patriarchy it's easy to forget about that divine sacred feminine power and again that there's nothing we have to do it's about stopping and breathing and being that we will then be infused with that power and more importantly with the reminder that we have access to that power.
0: Mm, That's beautiful and I resonate very strongly with everything that you say there and especially the last words that you mentioned there that we are we all have access to this power and all we really have to do is is stop and connect with nature to have access to it. That's really beautiful. And I know that we're going to dive into this theme of connection with nature in, in just a moment in more detail. But before we go there, Ana Maria, would you please share about a challenge that you have faced on your path that's really helped you to activate this power within you?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm pausing to be in the listening because, you know, like so many of us on this human journey... You know, you could take your pick. <laughs> Life happens when we're busy making other plans. Um, and the two, the, the, the first one that, that comes to mind is my own uh, dark night of the soul, where seemingly every, everything in the world around me was falling apart. But in retrospect, right, it was falling into place. The old had to fall apart. And what was interesting, the way that it looked from the outside, looking in, right? I had this great life. I was well papered. I did everything that I was supposed to do, right? So, looking in from the outside, it looked, the life looked really good. But I was not happy. I, I was quite miserable. I would cry. I went to work very, very often. And I had this this feeling right about it not being my life. I was doing everything I was supposed to do and everything everyone else said, but I wasn't um, a part of it and it wasn't fulfilling to me. And I w- was on my spiritual path and, and learning and I got that call right from uh, the human resource department. <laughs> and they called me in and and said, you know, we're tightening our belts and we gotta let you go. And I remember just feeling so stunned in the moment Um, and yet also feeling like that divine conspiracy was at play, right? Like there was something going on. I call it my team, my cosmic committee, that, that my guides, my angels, my higher self were up to something else. And it didn't look like how I wanted it to look, but that if I paid attention, that I could shift what was happening in a really profound way. And, you know, I'd love to say it was like bippity-boppity-boo magic and it went from <laughs> my life falling apart to, you know, stepping into my power, but it was definitely a lot more baby steps and I was constantly brought back to the divine feminine, right? Because in my fear, in my panic of losing, right, my job, my home, uh, I, I also went through... um a conscious uncoupling with my partner at the time. And I also had a soul dog crossover. So it was like one thing after another where there's nothing that you can do but surrender, right? Like anything else, resistance is futile. And so that moment where I had to come into the surrender and really get clear about what I wanted and what I didn't want and then to make mm-hmm. decisions, right? every step moving forward, is this in alignment with my higher self? Is this in alignment with that sacred feminine that has been crying out in me for so long as my overachiever, you know, did what she needed to do to make things happen. Um, so in that surrender, You know, I I, I'm going to be very blunt. I also I called that surrender the fuck it moment, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh, I hit rock bottom. There's nothing I can do to stop this free fall at this point, except step into my power as a creator. And so the fear, right? Like, what are what are they going to think? What is this person going to think? What what is this going to look like? It all went out the window because I was so. Determined to connect to my higher self and to connect to that inner source and to recreate a life from that standpoint. I wasn't willing to do it again, right? The same old way. It had to be a life full of connection, it had to be a life full of magic and empowered because I didn't feel empowered the other way. And so, as I took all these spiritual platitudes and sayings, uh, into my life to see, is it real or is it just nonsense designed to pacify us until we finally die? Right. I had to really come to grips with that. And the beautiful thing is right. I took that step and the net was there and the universe showed me a beautiful different possibility about being true to myself, being true to my nature, to being in that rhythm of flow with all of life force energy, and that it's not a doing and a going out and a getting, right? It's about that balance, about being in the balance with my feminine, so my divine masculine can be of assistance. And those two really needed to talk in me, right? Like my feminine had some things to say about the masculine, my masculine had some things to say about the feminine, but they weren't talking, right? And they certainly weren't working together. So all of that pause, all of that surrender got me in a very different place about how creation works. And and my true role in that, and it's not in the doing and the efforting and the struggling, it's in those still soft moments of listening and feeling the nudges and leaning into them. It's very much like a cosmic scavenger hunt where you lean in and get one clue and you follow that and then you get the next one. And the momentum that is created from that, it, it's so far Surpasses the old way with the effort and the struggle
0: mm. goosebumps <laughs> goosebumps all over as I listen to you i'm I'm again resonating very, very strongly with everything that you're sharing and just just loving that the words that you're using to describe this process of of this beautiful destruction that that you went through, and then really just rose out of that fully in your power and fully aligned with with higher guidance that's really really beautiful um anna-maria i would love to hear a little bit more about how this experience that you went through is is supporting you now in the work that you do And, and you already alluded to this in many ways but what is it that you now do and how is this experience helping you in that
1: yeah, that's the fun part, right? Like that's <laughs> the magic. There I was at the in that dark night of the soul where, you know, you re- I really believe this is it, right? Like <laughs> it's it's it. What else is there? And and you know, to be quite honest, I I was thinking of exit plans because in the density uh and the depth of that grief of losing everything that I had work so diligently right to do and to be and 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 to have it look like um that grief is like a death right and, and in my shamanic practice you know that is the shaman's death you die to the old way of being so that you can I'm going to use a, a word that has a lot of connotation on it in a religious term but it is the truth it's about being reborn. To my higher truth, and in that surrender, right, I was really faced at, at every step with questions. So, what do I want my life to look like? What what do I want it to feel like? How do I want it to be sourced? And the answers that I gave or the actions that I took laid out my answer, right? <laughs> and it was either in alignment with with what I was calling in or it wasn't. But that dark night of the soul gave me the opportunity to really lean into the possibility. I've always had a profound connection with animals. I would have never called myself an animal communicator mostly because we didn't have that term, right? When I was growing up at uh, the job fair, there was no animal communicator stand, <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe there is now. And, and if there's any schools that want me to come, I'll come to, you know, to talk <laughs> to the young people about some other options. Uh, but that wasn't an option. I knew that I felt close to animals. I knew they liked me and okay. I liked them, Uh But I didn't have a two-way conversation with them. And so as I was going through this metamorphosis, which sounds way prettier than it really was in the middle of it, you know, you're just kind of a hot mess and you're just being with everything that's up because the only way through it is through it. And I wasn't willing to gloss over any of the pain Uh, Because I know, I knew enough in my knowingness that there's gold in that pain that is wanting to come to light as we transform it. And so I spoke with one of my spiritual teachers and and I said, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to stay around for act two. I really want to connect to the animals in the natural realm because that's where I feel source the most. That's where I feel that divine feminine energy, that creation. And so this teacher, this mentor, she had me, she gave me an assignment. And for 30 days, I was to go out and put my hands on a tree and connect with this tree. And I have to tell you, in my skeptical mind, well, two things. One, my overachiever was like, oh, oh yeah, no problem. 30 days, I can do this, right? <laughs> I got it. You can count on me to do my homework. And then the other part of me was like, you know this feels kind of silly. Like maybe she just doesn't know what to tell me. And maybe this is just busy work until she gets a download of what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. So I'll do it if for no other reason than to say, see, I did it and it didn't work. This is nonsense, right? There's nothing else going on here. I should have just kept crying on my way to work and just muddled through life somehow. So every day I did, I went out to this tree. The first day, it's so funny to me looking back because I was so embarrassed, right? And I mean, you know, I got some hippie tendencies and so tree hugging is not out of the realm of reality for me. But when I was faced with the actual practice of going outside, putting my hands on a tree and talking to it, all my insecurities, all my feelings of foolishness came up and I put my hands on the tree And I said, you know, I don't even know if I'm doing this right. I don't know if I'm touching you inappropriately. I I don't know. I don't know what this is. But if you'll take the little bit of faith that I have that maybe this will work for whatever reason, then I'll do this. And so I did it every day faithfully. And for the first three weeks, nothing happened, like zero, nothing And I thought, oh, no, I really am broke, right? Like, this isn't going to work. And now what am I going to do, right? And uh, so I kept doing it. And somewhere in the fourth week, I was sitting inside my house. And I I asked a question out loud. You know, I I actually talk out loud to myself a lot. (laughs) But you don't always hear an answer. But in this moment, I heard an answer. I don't even remember what the question was. But I heard an audible answer and it was coming from outside of my head. And even though I was inside, it felt like it was coming from outside where this tree was. So I stood up and I looked out the window and I said, Was that you? And I heard an answer again. And it said, yes. And I'm like, how is that possible? Which cracks me up, right? Like I'm doing this because I wanted something magical to happen. Then something magical happens. And in my humanness, I'm like, what? That can't be possible. <laughs> and the next thing I said, right? Like, oh my goodness. I feel like I am such a poster child for the human experience. because I, I can't, I can't filter it out. So the next thing I say to this tree who's talking to me, mind you, is, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but I asked to talk to animals. I don't know what to do with a talking tree. <laughs> And it, it cracks me up, right? Like, oh, my, I'm so embarrassed. But, you know, I like to tell on myself because it does keep me humble for sure. So I'm I'm hearing this and the tree giggled, Like, I hear a chuckle, kind of like a grandparent, right? When they see you doing something and they're like, oh, you're so cute and silly, right? Like that kind of chuckle. And the tree explained that this was all part of a recalibration process, right? connecting, raising my vibration, connecting me to this flow of life force energy. And and this tree, who I later came to call Ruby, um, she promised me the animals are coming. They're coming. This is all part of the process. And sure enough, right within six to eight weeks, I believe... Um, all of a sudden, I was having profound experiences with animals and animal spirits, and uh, Ruby went on to teach me so, so very many things, but that aspect of connecting in and learning to connect in, and again, to receive the guidance one piece at a time, and that it never looks like how you think it should look, right? Like I was like, no, my dog's supposed to start talking to me, not this tree. And yet it's so profound. And it led me on this amazing experience where, you know, I would have been very, very happy just communicating with people's animals, right? And helping them help their animals and their animals helping them. But it kept growing and, and, and and the trees kept teaching me more. And it became to where I was being asked, it, you know, it's great that you can do this, uh, but how do I do it? Right. And I was reminded, oh, it's super great that I can talk to trees and rocks and animals, and it, it's super helpful, right? And it's more important that the other humans remember, right? All of us, we're inherently wired to do this. We are nature. And we can connect to the divine, to that sacred feminine energy. To me, nature is one of those portals, right? For some people, it's the ascended masters or the angels um, or other spirit guides or ancestors. And for me, because of that connection to the natural world, nature herself is my portal to connecting to the divine, And so it allows me to continue to grow and and do this life a very different way, right? Than I was doing it before. And I know when I'm feeling up against it in the struggle that I'm I'm coming at it. I can do it however I want, right? That's the beauty of free choice. But (laughs) if I would slow down, take a breath, right? We so often are cutting off that, that life force energy by holding our breath. And if I would just do that, I would be reconnected and, and things would be revealed and a new possibility would come through versus, you know, the limitations that I see or that I feel like I'm up against. So I feel like, you know, I got turned upside down, <laughs> shook upside down, wrung out to come back to myself, to come back to that that divine, sacred power, it's not something that's outside of me or outside of you or outside of anyone who's listening. It is us, right? It's it's that unity consciousness. I am it. You are it. That mountain is it. That tree is it. That dog, it, we are all it. <laughs> and we forget that. And to me, that natural realm is the quickest way to remember that unity consciousness and that inherent power that we have to create while we're here embodied
0: hmm. wow that is also beautiful and special and sacred and ah, thank you for sharing about this with us it is it is so important it is absolutely vital to to our collective existence on our planet and if only more of us could open up to this, this consciously really open up to this Ability to communicate with nature. And and as you say, remember that we are nature. We are not separate. We are nature. How different our world would be.
1: Right. Well, and the thing is, too, we don't have to have the life tsunami, right? Like you don't have to wait until your life falls apart, right? Like you can start doing it right where you are now, and start to open up and start to see how things change and the things that we thought had to be the way that they are, we start to realize that that is not the truth. There is this huge hawk flying right outside the window right now. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I am like giddy about this. And, and for me, that connection with hawk is about changing our perspective, right? Like that's what we need. And, and we don't need... The huge life tsunami to have that happen, it's about every single second and the choices that we make and the stories that we tell ourselves, because we're so incredibly powerful and we have just simply forgotten.
0: Yes, we have. And in many ways, we've been made to forget by the patriarchal conditioning and brainwashing that we all have grown up in as well. Yeah.
1: And it's, you know, I feel as women, we definitely feel it on another level, but it's everyone, right? Like it has been programmed in us to forget who we truly be and to give our power away to other people and institutions and forces and and, and none of it is the truth. It's all an illusion, but it's very, very compelling, right? It's like when you see a scary movie and you're frightened, it's very compelling, but what you saw isn't real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so we have that problem in our everyday life. So it behooves us to have practices that remind us where our true power is and that we... If we stop reacting to every piece of energy that comes in to our space and we start getting grounded and responding instead of reacting, we are going to shapeshift that energy in a very different way.
0: Oh, absolutely. So very true. And I think the last couple of years, almost three years now, have really shown to us how what is the word that I'm looking for here? How unreal in so many ways the paradigm that we've been living in is and how much power there is within our own bodies when we allow that power to come true and how much sacred medicine there is in nature for all of us when we have that impetus and that courage to really start to connect
1: oh my goodness it's just it's so profound and you know i really love playing in that spot where science meets spirituality right like on one hand we walk by faith and and you know we don't really need uh those facts behind us but i will tell you there is something that's helpful for our lower mind when science can verify different spiritual principles and one of my favorites is going way back in physics right they did the double slit experiment to see If light was a wave or a particle and it turned out that it could be both or either, right? Depending on if it was observed, if it wasn't observed. And that was such a powerful uh, experiment from the standpoint of consciousness right like these particles know if they're being watched or not that alone should blow everybody's mind but then they took that experiment another step further and they don't talk about this one that much and to me i'm like oh my goodness this is where the gold is so after they did that you know observed unobserved is it going to be a light is it going to be a wave then they did another experiment where they had two observers simultaneously watch at the same time as these particles came through the double slit and what they found was both observers simultaneously observed something different they're both watching the same event and they both one saw it as a light as a wave and one saw it as a particle Hmm. so to me what that really underscored and demonstrated was we each get to create whatever we want right it doesn't matter it's we're we each have this power. And so I know that it looks ridiculous in the outside world right now, right? Like, just open up a news feed for two seconds. Don't stay too long because it's toxic. But <laughs> if you look just for a second, you will see there's all these different realities going on. And I know the folks that I work with in my private sessions, there's a struggle, right? Like, I'm trying to lean into this higher vibration and connect to my higher self. And then I see all this nonsense, right? All this mishigas going on and and lies and untruths and half truths and all of this going on. And, And what I remind people is, yeah, you can notice that and you can send it love and you can release the charge, but you stay focused on what you want, right? If we are beating the drum of what we don't want, that's what we're going to get more of what we don't want. You have to. And I feel like the intensity of the last few years has underscored that so much more. It's not that we bury our head in the sand and we don't pay attention, right? Notice, notice how it's affecting you, send it love and release it. And then re choose. What are you standing for? You know what? If everybody else wants to create from nonsense (laughs) and chaos, it's their choice. They have that free will, but I am choosing to create from love. I will not create from fear because I did that already, right? Like the whole first half of my story was a life created from fear, right? Like what if I don't do this or what if I don't do that or blah, 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 blah. And, and it doesn't work, right? You create, but I did not enjoy that creation. And so Mm i am always putting everything up to the litmus test. Is this love or is this fear? And the people who just continually churn out fear in one way or another with no hope, no inspiration, no other possibilities, those are not my people. (laughs) Those Mm. are not my people. And we are not following the same set of, you know, building instructions for life. So they can, you know, I wish them well. I send them love they're on their path the way that they are. And, and, and I am on my path the way that I am. And I'm choosing
0: love. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. So important that choosing love is, is perhaps the, the most important thing right now for every single one of us. So thank you for sharing all of that and all those golden nuggets that you are just kind of throwing there very casually. <laughs> but they're so, so important for our collective experience right now. Now, Anna Maria, I would love to still ask you, I know that you've just recently published a really beautiful book called Divine Experiences with Trees, Plants, Stones, and Landscapes through um, Sacred Stories Publishing. Would you please share a little bit about that as well?
1: Well, again, right, like that's the magic um you know in 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 my line of work where I'm speaking on these different platforms, you know one of those um those markers right is the book right it's one of your calling cards it's a as as some of my coaches like to say it's a big expensive business card right (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those goals that a lot of people have and and i have to tell you again in the shifting into my divine feminine nature and in the listening right like i know that I could do things the old way and struggle and, and get her done and make it happen right in the American way pull up your boots and get her done but I've also learned right like I created a whole life that way and <laughs> I saw mm-hmm. the underpinnings of that so as I felt you know over the years this compelling to to write and to share, um i've you know i've got lots of colleagues and and friends and associates who've been on that path and the struggle right first of just writing first of all and then the rejection that you can face you know going publisher to publisher and them saying no and feeling not good enough i'm so honored and blessed to have not done it that way it was one of those places where the divine right where i was in my my listening And I was approached by the publisher, actually. Mm -hmm. And they said, we're looking to do this series. Uh, One of the books is it's about common sentience, right? We're bringing the mystical mainstream. We don't want to have these hushed conversations anymore. And we want to talk about all the different ways that people can access the divine. And they wanted me to write the book on nature, and I I was flabbergasted, right? I was astounded. That just doesn't happen. You just don't get a phone call from a publisher that <laughs> says, would you please write a book? Um, you know, maybe Stephen King and some of these other people get those phone calls, but most of us don't get those phone calls. And so I went into my listening and I I'm one of these people when something happens to me, I run out to the trees first, right? I've got a group of trees that I talk to and then I text my bestie, right? (laughs) But I talk to the trees first and I said to them, you know, I only want to do this if you guys are going to be the ones sharing, right? Because yeah, I'm entertaining enough on my own, but the truth is I don't want to put out another book about what the humans think about the natural realm, right? Like, I really want this to be a channeling. I want to be that conduit to, to be the mouthpiece for the natural world. And so, again, we, we went through the process, and it was even very different than any of my other writer friends went through. And that when I would face the writer's block, um, I knew it wasn't about me. You know, it it was about me getting centered. And so I I did a lot of processes, a lot of ceremony, a lot of sitting time out in the natural world um, and asking questions and waiting for the responses to flow through, right? Coming through my, my various intuitive channels. And it was a profound experience, the way it came through, what nature was showing me how to explain it, Um, you know, and then, of course, with your with with editors and publishers, you write things and then they're like, what does this mean? (laughs) So you've got (laughs) to go back in and, you know, ask some more clarifying questions. But it was such a beautiful process. And and the way that the book came out, like I said, it's part of a series. I, I believe at this point there's going to be 14 books in the series. I think right now we're at maybe book six. But all these different ways, right, through the animals, through nature, through meditation, through angels, through guides, through the ancestors, through sound, um, all these different ways that you can connect to the mystical and the way each book is set up, right, you've got your lead author who writes the first part, right? So I talk about the energetics and the mechanics behind behind the mystical in nature. Why is it mystical? What is it about it? And then in the center of each book are collective stories, right? Where everybody talks about their personal experiences. So it's not just me and and you can dismiss it and say, well, yeah, but she talks to rocks all the time. It gives you an experience of everyday people having these profound experiences. And it reminds me of, you know, like before someone ran the four minute mile, nobody did it. And then all of a sudden somebody did it and now people do it, right? It's it's a thing. <laughs> and that's what we felt about these stories. These collective stories would give people an opportunity to see, oh yes, I understand how that could happen. Or it already reminds them of something that's happened. And then the third part is actual steps, exercises, practices that anyone can do to uh, bring them into a space to invoke these kinds of experiences. And I have to tell you, right, like I absolutely have a tribe of woo-woo people, right? People (laughs) who are talking to fairies, people who are talking to trees, talking to their dogs. But I also, right, like I also have connection with people who don't necessarily do that. And when you write a book, it's great because people come out of the woodwork from your past, right? And so they they know you, right, from the time before I talked to Therese. <laughs> and as they read the book, because they're curious, right, like, what did she do? Let's see. And, and somebody published it. Let's see what she's got to say most people that I know who aren't already on kind of this path, they start reading that first section of the book and they start having these unexplainable experiences. Mm. <laughs> and It's so fun, right? Because I get to talk them through it and understand what they were experiencing and giving them some explanation of energetics and the mechanics. But it's been so fun to have people that weren't expecting, right? Like you and I, we sit down and read a book like this and we're like, all right, bring it on, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see the unicorn. This is going to be great. And <laughs> other folks that don't necessarily have that reference point, they're just like, I think that bush just talked to me. Am I losing my mind? <laughs> and being someone who went through the same thing, right? When that tree started talking to me, I was blown away, but I also had that moment about my mental health where I was like, "Uh uh-oh, right? Like, what if I just had a serious break from reality? And and fortunately, from from my my past work, I I had a lot of connections with really great mental health professionals. So I knew for different signs to look for. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. and it turns out I wasn't losing my mind. It was a spiritual awakening. (laughs) And so my thought is, if anybody can, you know, read this book or take in any part of it and have an opening where they feel that connection or that possibility for connection. To me, that's it, right? Like I feel like, yeah, I've got all these courses and I, you know, get invited to speak and I do all these things, but I feel like this book really distilled down everything that I talk about, right? It's it's right there. It's about the raising your vibration. It's about the energetics. It's about discerning the messages that we're getting, what's from us and what's coming from the divine or what's coming from the divine through that tree or that mountain. And I just feel like what a great, this is just such a great opportunity for nature to talk to those of us who are on the path and looking for that deeper connection, for that next level
0: expansion. Mm, That is so beautiful. I cannot wait to read this book myself. And uh, Anna-Maria, if if our listeners wanted to also connect with you outside of the book, what would be the easiest place to find you?
1: The easiest place, of course, is my website, and that's intention training.com and on that site uh, I've got a free gift top five ways to connect with animals in nature so uh, it's an audio with a PDF and I take you through basically right vibration raising exercises that allow you that give you that gap right to step in and connect with the animals or nature And uh, I've got a lot of free gifts. I've got a lot of great audios on there for folks to listen to. Every other Wednesday, I do a, a live free broadcast called What's Up Wednesday. And we talk about energy. We talk about what's up. And I do some live readings for folks. And I love it because there's no agenda, right? Like whatever's up, that's what we talk about. Whether it's about you, your dog, your cat, your horse, your fish, your goat. You know, the rocks in your backyard, the tree that you met on the trail, whatever it is, it's all open for us to talk about. Um, I can also be found on Facebook, uh, facebook facebook.com forward slash animals as messengers and they can follow what I'm doing there. But if they resonate with what we're talking about, definitely, right, reach out, let's go deeper. It's so exciting to have like-hearted folks in my tribe that get that there's more going on than meets the eye.
0: Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that, um, Ana Maria, and thank you, Thank you for coming onto the show, first and foremost, but thank you for who you are. Thank you for all that you do and for bringing this incredibly important wisdom to to a wider audience, to the collective consciousness on our planet and beyond. Really, really appreciate you.
1: Oh, thank you. I feel like as the poster child, right? If I can remind people that you don't have to do it the apocalyptic way I did it, right? Mm -hmm. everything does not have to burn to the ground you can make this shift much more easeful much more graceful and it just starts with leaning into the possibility that maybe there is more going on around me than what meets the eye
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. so very true thank you so much now, everybody, just for a moment, let's focus our intention and our awareness on this powerful energy that's been activated and imagine sending this energy to everybody and everything on our planet to remember that we are all truly one and that the more of us have the courage to step into our sacred feminine power, the more quickly our planet will also ascend and heal. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening.